It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE and as you know, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon, just to name a few. And it's a Tuesday morning, the 13th day of February. And if you are a new listener, that is great. Here is what you do. Send us an email to dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. Is there something that you would like to hear about, particularly relating to the Dubai real estate market, or it can be, of course, wider around the UAE, it might be another emirate, If there is something that you want to hear more of, let us know. Is there something that you want to hear less of, let us know. And if you are on your property journey into the UAE, tell us about it. What are any of your concerns about buying here right now? In fact, we're going to get to one of the concerns in just a moment. There are a multitude of things to to really consider. So email that address, dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Well, as I mentioned, it is a Tuesday and that can mean only one thing. Mario Volpe is here, your real estate professional. And good morning, Mario. Did you wake? up to that real screechy old sound yesterday in terms of get out of bed but don't go to work? Uh, Yes, as usual, yes. One of the things I'm a bit concerned about that you're asking the listeners though, Craig, is I hope they don't write in they want to hear less of Mario. How about that? (laughs) I don't think you've got anything to worry about because a lot of these questions are for you. So they even name you. They say, oh, I've got a question here for Mario. So amazing. I think you're okay. But I was just uh, highlighting the fact you know, is there anything that concerns you, you know, about buying into the Dubai property market and uh, whether might be one of them, which is sort of stay at home yesterday, too much rain around and uh, my goodness, the roads get flooded, the storms, there was a lot of activity with the water once again. One of the things that we uh, we do talk about here is how hot it is um, or, you know, how, how lovely the weather normally is, but we obviously woke up after the weekend uh, to absolute storms, uh, thunder, lightning, and in fact, weather warnings from the government to basically stay at home and to work from home. So when you buy a property here, you don't normally have to worry about guttering and downpipes and that kind of thing. Um, But the one thing that uh, Dubai doesn't have much of is drainage. So uh, when it actually rains, there is a a lot of standing water, which causes issues uh, if you don't have a four by four. So if if you're driving your Lamborghini, then you might have a problem. (laughs) But if you've got a four by four, then no issues. You just drive straight through. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned this before. It is it is a bit of a concern, global warming and whether or not there is going to be more rain events like this because they never put them in. The pipes are not there. As you say, when it rains, especially heavy, it is just a swamp. Yeah, but uh, to put it into context, I mean, we have, you know, sort of 350 odd days of, of sunshine. And so those those few days where obviously Mother Nature might uh, might give us a wash, as it were, 
it really the, the chaos that ensues yeah it's just for one or two days it's it's okay and I, I don't think there's any plans in the future to to really ease that because it just happens so rarely but what really is a bit annoying for people especially uh, those from the UK who are over have come over to Dubai for half term and you know the, the weather's just terrible there's no sunbathing going on today I can assure you and the other thing that's really annoying is the is the alert which just makes you jump out of bed, you know, like a stunned mullet. That was terrible. I mean, I'd set my alarm, but the government don't trust the residents. So they set this alarm that went off at six and it was terrible. It wasn't even a soft alarm. It was just ringing in your ears and you, you struggled to even turn it off. Basically, just telling us weather warning. Yeah, we know that. Thanks very much. Definitely startled this, this morning and yesterday. Yeah, all right. Well, you weren't so startled over the weekend. You went to Comic-Con. How did that all sort of play itself out? Because it's a reasonably decent event, plenty of people getting along. Yeah, thousands of people go. I mean, this is this is now my secret coming out. Real estate by day and sort of comic geek by uh, by night, as it were. Don't worry, I don't wear any capes, but um, there were some really, really good actors down. Temuera Morrison, who uh, plays Boba Fett. In fact, there was a little bit of a, a Star Wars theme because uh, Oscar Isaac was there as well, who plays Poe Dameron in uh, The Force Awakens and some of the some of the Star Wars ones. But no, nice, nice uh, weekend. Very tiring. Uh, lots of walking. Got my steps in and, as usual, spent far too much money. But uh, I'm glad my wife can't hear this. So do you line up and uh, get those signatures? You're not going to sort of fess up to that, are you? You're just going to go, oh, no, don't do that. Well, I am <laughs> going to fess up to it, actually. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a special ticket, which was uh, it's called Ultimate VIP, which meant I didn't have to queue up at all. You literally just bring your items to, to the stars. You turn around, you have all these poor people. When I say poor, I don't mean poor in money. I just mean poor, what a shame, queuing up like real uh, 30, 40 meters of people deep. And I just walk in, sign this and walk out. And uh, it's, it's a ticket that money can't buy really. Yeah. And what did you get? What did you get in terms of uh, signature? Um, well, loads. I mean, uh, I, I met uh, Inaki Godoy, who plays Monkey D. Luffy at uh, The One Piece, which is on Netflix. A guy called Taz Skylar there. They had the voice actors of the Transformers, a guy called Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. One does Optimus Prime and the other one does Megatron. They had a lot of Japanese uh, sort of manga and anime artists and creators. One who does uh, Captain Subasha, which is a football one. Uh, I'm not into that, so I didn't meet meet them meet him so they say and the last ones were the um were the twins from harry potter so fred and george weasley there's something for everyone i mean it's a sight to to behold i normally go there and and sell my collection but this year i went uh, just to buy some Mario was enjoying his uh, Comic-Con. Well, I, I suppose we should talk a little bit about real estate. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, yeah why not? That's why, <laughs> that's why the listeners here, they're not interested in what I got up to at the weekend, I'm sure. Well, let's, let's kick off because I, I just had a look at some of the headlines over the last uh, 10 days. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago just in terms of sentiment, but here's a bunch of, of headlines on the wires. Dubai real 
estate sector sees $2.7 billion of transactions this week. A real estate giant smashes all previous profits and revenue numbers. Dubai's EMAR development announces $10.2 billion of property sales. Russell Kmart Real Estate prices climb up to almost 19% in one year. Aldar Properties awarded $6 billion in contracts last year. Dubai recorded a massive $173 billion of real estate transactions last year. Is there little wonder that it's all positivity at the moment, Mario? Yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, isn't it? I mean, if, if you'd said that, you know, a couple of years ago, or, or should I say, whilst we were all in lockdown uh, during COVID, and to say, look, in, in a couple of years, we're going to be writing headlines like this, people probably thought you, you'd be mad. Dubai is a city of records, or at least wanting to break records. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. What does surprise me, however, Craig, is the frenetic pace of it all. With that, obviously, comes a word of caution because, you know, obviously what goes up has to come down. And I guess the question now is, you know, when when will Dubai run out of steam? Will it run out of steam? I mean, if the population continues to grow, then then obviously this story will continue. But it can't carry on like this forever. There has to be a period of of pause. There has to be a period where the market catches its breath. Spring is always a very busy time for the Dubai real estate. We've got uh, we've got Ramadan coming up in March, followed then by by Eid. But Ramadan is a, is a funny funny month as well in the sense that sometimes it's like quite quiet because everybody is is fasting, and sometimes the property market just carries on unabated. Well, you know, as far as the market is concerned, yeah, it, at some stage it will sort of balance itself out. I, I just can't see it sort of crashing. That's a big concern for a lot of people is the bubble going to burst and you hit on the right note. It's all about the people coming in. If that dries up, boy, the market is in for a big shake-up, but there's no sign of that. So at this stage, things are trajectorying only one way. And I want to talk about the rentals because there's still plenty of steam in the market. Yeah, I mean, the last quarter of 2023 saw very high rents being achieved along with uh, strong growth. I mean, villa rents reached a decade high. I mean, there's a story in itself. And uh, apartments also continue to to go upwards as well. Yeah, and can you break those sort of figures down just a a little bit more granular, a little bit more deeper for the audience? Yeah, of course. So if we if we look at actually since since COVID, so if we take sort of this three year period, um, villa rents have grown a whopping eighty one percent since then, and uh, now average uh, approximately four hundred thousand dirhams for for a one year rental contract. Which, which, as I said before, is the, is the highest for 10 years. Apartments grew half of that. They, they're at 49% in the same three-year period. So why are these rents being achieved at the level that they are in 2024, do you think, in 2023? Well, it's, it's basically down to the same old limited supply over demand. Now, you, you talked about, you know, you don't see a crash. I don't see a crash either. You know, there will be, as you say, this, this sort of levelling off. But the growth is, is, is from the population. 
the continual numbers. When you look at uh, 100, 150,000 people coming to, to live in Dubai, the, the rate of handovers are 50, 60, perhaps 70,000 units. So there are more people coming to live here than there are actually units being handed over. But I, but I don't think it's just that. I mean, it's, it's the ease of doing business here. Lots of people are opening up their own businesses, closing them down from their home countries and, and reopening them up here. The, the visa situation with the golden visa, they've now got a silver visa and obviously the investor visa. And they keep tweaking it to make it more appealing to, to to bring it out to more people as well. Working from home trend. I mean, obviously, this last day or two, we, we've had to do that ourselves because of the weather. But that is that is a trend that was born out of uh, out of COVID. So, what what better place that that you can actually work remotely but live in Dubai? And of course, the booming economy. When when you look around, you've got Europe in a bit of turmoil. You've got uh, the UK definitely driven by not just from economics, but immigration as well. So people are coming here for all these reasons. And they're coming here, you know, not just to, to, to live, but also to work. So I think from that point of view, it drives all these numbers, you know, really strongly. Yeah, and you've articulated that quite well because it is not just all about the migration. As you say, the government keeps tweaking. They can pivot. There's a lot of governments around the world that just get so fixated on, oh, no, we can't do that. No, if we do that, this will happen. And the fact that they are completely autonomous, I mean, that really does just sort of set them apart to most other governments trying to do business. So you've touched on a a really big point, and that is the constant change that they are able to do, and also single-mindedness too. I mean, anyone would think that this is a private company, the way that they are driving it. You know, they're driving their forward thinking in that way, and I think that's very contagious. People from outside of the UAE are looking in and going, this is a little bit different. This seems like a very positive way that they're allowing my business to come into the UAE, how they're going to help me get a visa, all of those things, very, very positive. Yeah, and, and you've hit the nail on the head. The, the, the federal government here does run affairs very much like a company. But the beauty here is that they have the interest of that company, you know, brand UAE, brand Emirates, not just brand Dubai, but obviously brand Abu Dhabi. And in fact, all the other Emirates as well. Uh, we talked about Russell Kamer. All of this is on, is on the table. And when they all meet, they meet to try to improve not just the company, but the lives of the, effectively, the employees. Let's call it the residents, the employees. So the employees are like the residents. And the government is like, I like the bosses and they just meet just to improve things constantly, uh, to, to make things easier, uh, more streamlined. I'm not saying that, that Dubai doesn't have any negatives. Of course it does. Every, every place does. Uh, but when you look at the safety aspect, the police, the security, all of that, I mean, people all over the world would would love to, to, to come and live in a place where you don't have to worry about major crime. If we can put it like that, petty crime is always around. But these things, uh, safety, uh, personal safety, car theft, uh, burglaries, you just don't hear about them. Now, 
Do they go on? Possibly minor ones. I'm not going to say we're totally pure, but everything is run like clockwork. And as a result, that is why the world's eyes are on Dubai. So it's not just an economic powerhouse and, and building. And you, you talk about other nations wanting to follow. So I know, I know Saudi's trying to, to follow suit. They have the money as well. But Saudi is still so, so far behind, in my opinion, compared to, to what Dubai and, and the UAE, uh, the wider UAE has done. So watch this space, because whenever, whenever somebody comes close, Dubai just goes into a different gear and goes off into the distance. And uh, probably a good place to, to leave it. And as you say, there are always a couple of negatives. Probably what you need to pack in are a couple of uh, gumboots and wellies just in case you need to get to your car. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yes. Yeah. So stay safe, everybody, if you're in the UAE. Everybody else, come come and have a bit of rain. It's uh, We give that away too. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.